Welcome to the Healthy and Happy Podcast, a workshop-style podcast hosted by yours truly, Julie Boer. I'm a blogger and holistic nutrition coach on a mission to help women live healthier, happier lives and show up as the strongest, most confident version of themselves. In this podcast, we get real about all things nutrition, fitness, and personal development to help you cut through all the BS and transform your body and most importantly, your life. Sound good? Let's dive in. What's up, my loves? Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy and Happy Podcast. As I am sitting here, they are actually painting the lines in our parking lot in our building. So if you hear any weird loud noises, that is what it's from. I apologize, but we're just going to work with what we got because I feel like recording a podcast. I'm in a good mood. I've been waking up randomly. Like yesterday, I woke up at 4.50 a.m. And this morning, I woke up at 5 a.m. So I made it to the 6 a.m. gym class instead of the 7. So I'm just feeling good. I'm feeling on top of the world. Definitely going to need a nap later, but we're just rolling with the punches, rolling with the motivation right now. So today we're going to talk about does loving your body, how it is right now, make you lazy and complacent and not want to work hard. But I wanted to talk to you about something before that's been super relevant to my life lately. You know those books that sometimes you read them and they resonate a little bit, but then you somehow randomly find it later and it falls off the shelf and you pick it up and you start reading it again. I recently did that with one of my favorite books of all time. It's called The War of Art, Break Through the Blocks and Win Your Inner Creative Battles. It's honestly a short book. It's a super, super easy read, but it is life changing, especially if you do any kind of creative work or you find yourself procrastinating on tasks that are meaningful to you, which is all of us. If you're human, that definitely applies to you. So I'm going to read one of the pages from the book because it is so applicable to everything, (laughs) every reason that I procrastinate. I'm one of those people that is really good under pressure. I work really well with deadlines, but I usually wait until the very last minute to complete an assignment or to do this podcast or anything. Like I wait till the very last minute. So if that relates to you, then you're going to love this. And here it is. It's called The Unlived Life is the title of this chapter. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Right there. So good. Isn't that so true? It's like where we are right now versus where we want to be. Oof. Yes. Okay. So let me start that over. Most of us have two lives, the life we live and the unlived life within us. Between the two stands resistance. Have you ever brought home a treadmill and let it gather dust in the attic? Ever quit a diet, a course of yoga, a meditation practice? Have you ever bailed out on a call to embark upon a spiritual practice, dedicate yourself to a humanitarian calling, commit your life to the service of others. Have you ever wanted to be a mother, a doctor, an advocate for the weak and helpless, to run for office, crusade for the planet, campaign for world peace, or to preserve the environment? Late at night, have you experienced a vision of the person you might become, the work you could accomplish, the realized being that you were meant to be? Are you a writer who doesn't write, a painter who doesn't paint, an entrepreneur who never starts a venture? Then you know what resistance is. The author of this book, Stephen Pressfield, talks about resistance throughout the whole book and Resistance is the most toxic force on the planet. It is the root of unhappiness. It's the reason that we put off things that are super meaningful to us. It's the reason we set New Year's resolutions and never actually follow through with them. It's the reason we say we want to lose weight or we say we want to write a book or we say we want to start this new hobby or career and we don't actually ever take the steps to get there. And if you have heard my episode about self-sabotage, this is kind 
of in alignment with that. So I definitely recommend The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. Absolutely love that book so much. But this one is a really, really good book to start with. It's called The War of Art. And it's a super easy read. Even if you get it on audiobook, I think it's only a few hours. It's not long at all. And I'm a huge fan of trying to make changes in our life before we hit that rock bottom period. So he says in the book, how many of us have become drunks and drug addicts, developed tumors and neuroses, succumbed to painkillers, gossip and compulsive cell phone use? Guilty. (laughs) Simply because we don't do that thing that our hearts, our inner genius is calling us to do. Resistance defeats us. It is the most toxic thing, like I said. So if you struggle with any of that, if you find yourself constantly scrolling on social media or saying you want to do something and then you don't follow through, 100% stop what you're doing. Go on Amazon, go on Audible, buy this book. You will thank me for it and tag me. If you read this book, tag me on Instagram and show me that you're reading it because I love seeing you guys tag me on things on Instagram. It just makes my heart so happy and I love you so much. But I just wanted to bring that up because the reason I haven't been recording these podcasts is because of good old resistance. It's procrastinating. I found myself scrolling on social media more. And what's very interesting, if you follow me on Instagram, you know that recently I talked about the fact that my soul is calling me to write a book. It's almost like I feel like I'm pregnant (laughs) with this book idea and it's never felt like the exact right time. And I feel like the right time is now. But since I've made that conscious effort, since I started making the outline of the book, I've been experiencing so much resistance. It's actually crazy. I've found myself obsessively thinking about things and distracting myself at work and compulsively checking my emails or checking my social media feed or checking for likes. And all of these things I know are super destructive habits and I know better. That's the thing. We know better. And most of the time when we know better, we can do better. But that's the first step. We have to look resistance in the face and be like, you are not going to win today. I am going to turn my cell phone on airplane mode so that I can spend two hours of dedicated work, either doing this podcast, writing a book, doing whatever. And that can come up in your healthy living as well. If you say you want to go to the gym, resistance is that thing in the morning that's like, oh, it would feel so much better to just sleep in, girl. Or, oh, it would be so much easier just to drive through this fast food place right now. Whatever. You're going to make your healthy meals tomorrow, right? But that's the lie we tell ourselves. The biggest lie that we tell ourselves is that I'm going to do better tomorrow. You only have today. Today is the only moment that's guaranteed. And even 10 minutes from now, you could get out, go in your car and something terrible could happen. I know that's morbid, but I always like to think in terms of that because it shows us how precious time really is. And when we keep delaying things that are the most meaningful to us that we know are going to make the biggest impact on our lives, then we are selling ourselves short. We're not showing up. We're not living as the fullest potential of ourselves. We're always just living this mediocre life and wishing that we could have more, but you can have more. It's just looking resistance in the face, giving it a big old middle finger and saying, you ain't winning today, honey. I'm putting my phone on airplane mode. I'm waking up early. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to make this healthy meal. I'm going to do whatever it takes to beat resistance. Look at it like the enemy, like you're battling it. Like it's that devil on your shoulder and you're like, "Mm -mm, my angel's going to win today, girl. Not today, Satan. Definitely pick up that book. I'm going to stop talking about it because we're already (laughs) a couple minutes into this episode and I want to talk about does loving your body make you lazy and complacent and not want to work hard? That is something that I have struggled with ever since I was super into my fitness days and I was really focused on getting leaner and eating a certain amount of calories and tracking my macros and doing all this stuff. I had this impression back then that people who didn't work out or didn't track macros or didn't dedicate their life to fitness were lazy. Or if somebody was on Instagram talking about how they liked the way they looked, I was like, oh, that probably just means they're lazy and complacent. 
complacent and they're just using it as an excuse to be lazy and complacent. But throughout the years of me learning how to intuitively eat and love my body and after I gained weight when recovering from my eating disorder, I really, really had to take a step back and be like, okay, does loving my body how it is make me lazy and complacent? Because in my brain, I thought that, okay, if I look at myself in the mirror and I'm happy with what I see, I'm not going to be motivated to work out. I'm just going to give up. I'm not going to work out or move my body or eat healthy. I'm just going to start eating fast food all the time. But that's so silly. <laughs> Looking back on it and talking about it right now, it seems so silly. But I think a lot of us have this impression that we need to hate ourselves into making a change. But I've learned from experience that the only way you can facilitate lasting change is to love yourself enough to want to do better. So many people worry that if they accept their body and love it how it is now, that they'll never be motivated to make progress. Like they're just going to give up. Why change something if you're happy with it, right? It's that concept. But that's the first layer. So that is technically true. It is a little bit harder to gather up motivation when you are happy with the way things are going. That's why if you're in a relationship long term and things start to get comfortable, you kind of get lazy and complacent. You let the date night slip. You stop doing nice things where in the beginning you were on top of it, planning dates, always wanting to be with this person, always doing little acts of service and acts of kindness for the person. It's the same thing with our bodies. But like I said, that's only the first layer. And just because you don't have that fire underneath you, like you might if you are 100 pounds overweight and you're trying to lose weight for your health and you have a deep reason why. That's why I always say it's so important to operate from that deep reason why. I totally understand when you're in a place of not necessarily needing to make changes in your body because you feel good, you look good, you're an overall healthy person. But now you're at the point where you're trying to make incremental changes, like maybe get a little bit leaner or improve your performance or get faster at running or whatever it is that you want to do, whatever your goals are. That might not be as motivating in general, depending on how you look at it. Again, it's a mental reset and it's a mental shift that needs to occur because I wholeheartedly believe you can absolutely love your body and still want to improve certain aspects of it. They are not mutually exclusive. You can want to change your strength. You can want to improve your endurance. You can even want to change your body composition by getting a little bit leaner or stronger or have more muscle definition, whatever feels good for you. But I would argue that the only way that we're able to make sustainable change in an enjoyable way, like yes, you can force yourself to do anything. Yes, you can operate from a place of hate and hating your body, but that is not fun. And my thing is, if it ain't fun, why are you doing it? The only way we're able to make that sustainable change in the enjoyable way is to appreciate the journey before we arrive at that destination. And the opposite is also true. If you try to force yourself to lose weight or get stronger or show up at the gym every day or only eat salads because Susie on Instagram told you that you needed to do that in order to be loved or because you hate yourself, you're going to have a miserable time trying to keep up the motivation to continue because that might light your fire and that spark in the beginning when you're like, oh, I don't like the way I look. I want to make a change. But then eventually you just get trapped in this cycle where what you look like never even feels good enough. So you're always operating from this place of never feeling good enough, never looking good enough, beating yourself up and expecting that to motivate you. But I mean, imagine yourself as a seven-year-old. Would you be more motivated by somebody, your teacher or your parents or whoever saying, you suck, you should do better? No, you'd get discouraged. You'd want to cry. But if they said, you're doing great. I see how hard you're working in school. It's paying off. You're so smart and beautiful. That would be a hundred times more motivating to me. So sometimes what you have to do is treat yourself like the seven-year-old version of yourself. Are you talking to yourself kindly? Would the things that you say to yourself in the mirror or as your day goes along, like, I'm so stupid. I'm so fat. I'm so this. I'm so that. Would you say that to your seven-year-old self? No, because she's precious. She deserves to be loved. But just like that seven-year-old girl, the seven-year-old version of you deserves to be 
loved, you absolutely deserve to be loved too. When you start to operate from a place of love for your body versus hate or shame or guilting yourself into trying to make changes, you start to treat yourself differently. And therefore the results actually come more easily and often faster because you're actually enjoying it. You're doing things that make you feel good. You're having fun with it. You're not taking it too seriously. Because you love your body, you're feeding it nourishing foods. You're eating GPF. You're not under or overeating. And because you love your body, you make time to move on a daily basis because it feels good. You're not living by anybody else's definition of what fitness should look like. Maybe you love running, so you're running. Maybe you love yoga, so you do yoga. Maybe you love dancing, so you do Zumba. Whatever it is, you're moving your body because you love the way it makes you feel. It gives you energy. It gets those endorphins going, and you just feel amazing as a result of moving your body. And maybe because you love your body, you want to challenge it to become stronger or faster, more conditioned. You set performance-related goals because you know that by focusing on those, for example, getting more pull-ups or doing a bigger deadlift, whatever it is, changes in your body are just a byproduct of challenging yourself physically. And most importantly, because you love your body, you speak kindly to it. Like I said, in the example about your seven-year-old self, you understand that the more love you give yourself, the better you'll feel. And it's a cycle because the better you feel about yourself, the more motivated you'll be to continue treating yourself well by doing all the things and all the daily habits that make you feel good. If you've ever tried to operate from a place of hate to change your body, like I know I was in that cycle for so long where I was like, oh, I hate this. I hate the way I look. I hate that I have struggles with food. It was like no matter what I did, I met so much resistance because I was working against myself rather than with myself or for myself. And it doesn't work. And you could be listening to this and you're like, yeah, well, I get what you're saying intellectually, but I don't think that's going to apply to me because if I just start loving my body, I'm 100% not going to be motivated to do anything. But here's the thing. Where are you right now? Are you where you want to be? Have you been beating yourself up or guilting or shaming yourself into trying to get motivated and trying to take the steps to be healthier? Have you been giving yourself a really freaking hard time? Have you been met with a lot of resistance? If the answer is yes, you are probably operating from a place of hate to change your body. And so if you've been doing something over and over and over again and you're not getting results, that's called insanity. (laughs) I don't know who came up with that, but I always see that quote. But it's true. So why not practice? Why not try out? being kind to yourself, loving all up on yourself and treating yourself like a seven-year-old version of yourself and being like, Julie, you're doing great. I'm so proud of you for making that healthy choice. I'm so proud of you for going to the gym today and appreciate where you are right in this very moment because that is all we have. And you can still appreciate where you are right now while working really damn hard for what you want. I know this from example in my own life. I am so genuinely confident and happy with my body. And yes, I can look in the mirror and I can objectively look at it now and not beat myself up, but be like, okay, there are certainly parts of my body that aren't the leanest. Like I got a big booty. I got stretch marks. I got cellulite. I got it all. But I appreciate my body for what it does for me. I appreciate my body for where it is. And I love treating my body well. I love treating myself well. I love getting enough sleep, drinking enough water, taking care of my skin, going to the gym every day, eating GPF, because those are the things and the habits that make me feel good on a daily basis. It's like a little love note, a little hug to myself. And my internal dialogue is so much more positive now. And instead of always thinking about how I don't measure up or how I'm not good enough or how I could be doing more, I instead try to focus on how well I am doing, the steps I am taking and understanding that 100% of my best is going to be different every single day. But the most important thing is that I keep showing up, I keep trying and I keep moving in the right direction. I'm moving through that resistance. I'm doing things that are making me feel good and I'm appreciating myself where I am right now while still working really 
really, really hard for what I want because I deserve it. You deserve it. We all deserve that for ourselves. So I want to hear your thoughts on this. Take a screenshot. Let me know that you're listening on Instagram and please, please, please share this message with a woman who needs to hear it because I think every single woman needs to hear this. We need to get rid of that mentality that we are not good enough, that we're not worthy, that we're operating from this place of hate or guilt or shame or wanting to change our bodies so desperately because we feel like they're not good enough and instead shift our focus on doing things because it feels good for us. And when we feel good, we can make a bigger impact in this world. And that's what it's all about. It's all about the ripple effect. It's all about how can you take care of yourself on such a deep level so that you can be the example for other people, first of all, but then you create a ripple effect. So maybe because you're taking care of yourself, you're kinder, you're more compassionate, you have better relationships. You can show up to work fully and give 100% of your best. You have energy, you're kind, you're all the things that you want to be because you are taking care of yourself on such a deep level. That is the place we're operating from. That is the place of love that we want to operate from. So I hope you will give yourself that gift today and every day, but start with today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Resistance is going to try to tell you, yeah, that was a nice message Julie said today, but I ain't going to listen. I'm going to start tomorrow. I'm going to start being nice to myself tomorrow. No girl, replace those negative thoughts in your brain as they come up today with something a little bit more loving and positive. Just say, I'm doing great. Give yourself a little smooch on the back of your hand and be like, you're doing great. And my hope and prayer for you is that you just start operating from that place of love in your body because there will never be another person like you in this world. And for you to be so consumed with food and your body and obsessing over things that don't really matter, you are doing the world a disservice because the world needs you, fully you, authentic you, the goofy, funny, silly, smart, intelligent, kind version of you. And when you're so obsessed with your body and your food, you cannot show up as that person. It's impossible. So move through that resistance, girl. You got it. I'm cheering for you. I'm on your side. If you need help with that, if you need somebody to hold your hand in that process, because you're like, I literally, I love what you're saying, but I have no idea where to start. You can apply for the waitlist for my coaching program. So it's an eight-week nutrition mentorship. I talk about it all the time, but if you want the details, just go to juliebrewer.com coach. You just fill out a quick questionnaire. You sign up for a free 30-minute call with me. We'll see if it's a good fit. We'll jam out together. We'll chat all about body image, nutrition, all the things that you're struggling with, and I can hopefully help give you some guidance to overcome that because that's my mission, and I know that by taking care of myself, I can show up fully for you, and that's the most important thing to me in this world. I love you so much. I hope you have the most wonderful day. You are so beautiful. I truly feel that. I just got goosebumps because I just am so freaking passionate about helping you believe that you are beautiful. I wish so badly you can see the potential in yourself that those who love you the most see in you. That is my job as a coach. That's my job speaking to you through this podcast. I just got to shake you up. I wish I could just give you a big hug and be like, God, you're beautiful and you're perfect and you're worthy. So just start believing that and start acting in alignment with that. I love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, do me a favor. If you like this episode, please head to iTunes and leave a review so more people can find the podcast. Be sure to tag me on your Instagram story so I can show you some love for listening. See you soon.